Um, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about the, you know, what's going on, what's going on, is what's going on. But um, I, I think anytime I'll talk more about the Shabbos day. But I think anytime uh, you're dealing with a matzav like this, achdus and shalom should be a focus. So instead of just talking about achdus and shalom. I thought an appropriate, I didn't make enough copies, I apologize. Um, I thought of an appropriate way to go about this is my brother, I asked him permission, I don't know if he knew I was going to give a shir, but my brother a couple years ago uh, wrote a sefer uh, on the Torah of Tzaddik. Never printed it, but I have it. So I decided, let's learn it. I don't know if we'll go through it straight, maybe we will, maybe we won't. But to explain the depth of the soul of every Jew. And Yossi... He does a very good job. So we'll run through it together. Pasha will run through it. And we'll see. Maybe this will become a series that we'll go through Kaseder every week. It's a cheshbin. It's long and it's in detail. But I think it's very important. In just talking about, you know, love a fellow Jew, you have to know what is a Jew. And what, what's the depth of every Jew, regardless of their actions. That's Pneumius Halev. Uh, this is a big aside from Rav Tzadik. So let's go through this. Uh, it says like this. This is the beginning of the Sefer. When Hashem commanded Avram on Mitzvah Mila, when Hashem commanded Avram Avinu on the first Mitzvah Mitzvah Mila, Hashem said, should be careful with my bris. The first page has about Ois uh, bris, Ois Mila, Ois Tefillin. So the Pasuk says that you should be careful with my bris. That every child should have a bris mila. This is the bris between me and your children. Everyone should have a everyone should have a bris mila. And the mitzvah bris mila will be an ois, will be a sign, will be a sign for me, me and you. It's the first paragraph on the right side. So you see, shabris mila nikra ois. That the mitzvah bris mila, and you'll see, the bris mila doesn't necessarily just mean bris mila. It applies to women as well. But the mitzvah of bris mila, and what it symbolizes, is called an ois. It's called a sign. That is a seal on the body of a Jew. So you find that the uh, mitzvah of bris mila is called an ois. We also find there's another mitzvah, but don't worry, it applies to the side of the room too. Again, not the poil, but you'll see. We also find that there's another mitzvah that's also called an ice. Kedichsiv, it's tefillin. Kshartem la'ois al yadecha. Harei shebechol yoyim v'yoyim yeshnei oises al kol ish Yisrael. Every male has two oisim. You have the brismila and the ois of tefillin. Vehein ois brismila v'ois tefillin. They have two mitzvahs that are called a sign. The sign of tefillin and the sign of brismila. Ba'im arach ha'sholchan. The arach ha'sholchan even says la'halacha. The Arachashulchan used to say, La halacha, every man, every day has to have two oisim. You have brismila and you have tefillin. An ois is like a testimony, and you need two edim to testify you're a Jew. So you have these two mitzvahs that are called ois. And what do they symbolize? What is. What is the meaning of the ois of brismila and the ois of tefillin? And what makes them so special that they're called the signs of a Jew? Like I said, it goes without saying that those mitzvahs, the women are mekayim, that Indian without mitzvahs papayal. So what do they symbolize? What's the difference between tefillin and a brismila? That's question number one. 
My brother pointed out, in the world of Reb Tzadik, this concept of Tefillin and Brasmila, and the differences between these two, is a huge Yisoyed. Hundreds of pages. Mom is just on this Yisoyed. One more Gemara, and then we'll start getting into the depth. A lot of today, I think we've touched on, because if you're here long enough, you've heard this Yisoyed, but to go through it well, it's important. The Gemara says like this. This is a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara talks about that bad Jews that sin and Goyed that sin go to Gehenim. Okay, fine. Now for now. The main point is the end of the Gemara. The Gemara says, What's an example of a Jew that's a sinner? So, Amarav, Karkafta, Delemonach, Tfilin. A head that does not wear Tfilin. The example of a Jew that sins is a Jew that does not wear tefillin. Karkafta deloi manach tefillin. Which, by the way, just practically, according to some Rishonim, it means a Jew who never wore tefillin. Hence the avoida that the Rebbe had before the 1967 to get Jews to wear tefillin. Because he used to say that even if you just accomplish the fact that they're no longer called a paisha Yisrael begufan, that they're not a sinning with their body. So an example of a Jew sinning with his body is a Jew who doesn't wear tefillin. Okay. Then the Gemara says, paisha umas oilam begufan. What's an example of a non-Jew who sins? So it doesn't say tefillin. It's averas with that part of the body, the brismil. Arayas. Sexual immorality. So, it's interesting. The worst Jew is someone who doesn't wear tefillin. The worst non-Jew is someone who deals, who does, uh, does things that are inappropriate. Jews also can do things inappropriate. So I don't understand. Why is it that the worst Jew is a Jew who doesn't wear tefillin? But the worst guy is someone who, who uh, you know, does things that are inappropriate. Jews also do things that are inappropriate. And if a Jew does those things, that's not an example of the worst Jew. The worst Jew is just tefillin. What does it mean? Rav Tzadik looks at it, and this is what we'll go through, that there's a barrier, there's a line called tefillin that a Jew can never go beneath. It doesn't matter what he does. He can never touch that area of being a, like a goyish uh, sinner. There's an area that you shall not pass. And we'll see. Hadavr Tzarechin. The question is, what does it mean? If the example of a non-Jew who sins is someone who does things in the world of Arayis, of uh, sexual immorality, then why is that not an example of a Jew who sins? It's not, it's not, we could do the Averis just like they could do the Averis. What's the difference? Why did the Gemara say the worst Jew is someone who doesn't wear to film? It seems like you can get a lot worse than that. So what, what, what does it mean? Levaris Kohanas. Let's explain. I don't know if we'll be able to get through everything, but we'll start. Kasev Rav Tzadik, B'Sefer David Tzadik. Rav Tzadik and the Sefer David Tzadik explains. Tefillin is a symbol of one relationship that we have with Hashem. Tefillin hu ois de hishtadlus. It's a relationship that we have that's based on hishtadlus, based on action, based on effort, based on toil. It's a relationship that you have that you could build and that you could break. That's called the symbol of tefillin. Tefillin means that there's a relationship we all have with Hashem that's like tefillin. What's tefillin? It's a sign. What type of sign? That you'll work for Him. You'll do stuff. Practically, you'll do things. Hishtadlus. What does it mean? It's like an evid. In the times of the Gemara, a slave would have a badge on his hand to basically tell everyone, I belong to him. So no one tried to take me, no one tried to make me work for you, I have an owner. 
Tefillin is a man's way of showing the world I have an owner that I will work for. Push it, work for. My arm is actions, my head is thoughts, my thoughts and my actions are for God. It's a relationship that's all about what you do and what you don't do. Tefillin tell Hashem. And that's what women are able to do without the boxes. Tefillin means that there's a relationship with you have with Hashem that's all based on what I will do and what I will not do. And if I do those things, good. And if I don't do those things, bad. That relationship could be built and that relationship can be severed. That's called the relationship of Tefillin. I call the Ratzon Hashem. What does this mean? So anytime it's not the quotations of Yossi talking. Every Jew has a relationship. This is the relationship that we judge most people based on, which is your relationship with God is based on what you do and what you don't do. That's called the relationship of tefillin. Tefillin is all about action. Tefillin is not about tefillin. Oh, oh. How you doing? You good? If tefillin, if you choose to, to do good, and you're a good Jewish boy, and you're a good Jewish girl, and you're you have a relationship with Hashem. And Hashem will be close to you. But that relationship of tefillin, which means... It's a relationship that's completely based on your actions. If, God forbid, you choose to live a life that's distanced from Hashem, and you choose to live a life that is against the way of Hashem, you could destroy that relationship. This relationship, which is contingent, completely based on your actions, this, says Rav Tzadik, is described in the Svarim, as a relationship between Hashem of a husband and a wife. As I told you, a lot of these things you've heard of, but to do it well, it's a whole safer. Right? Just like a relationship between husband and wife is completely action. You're not born married. You work on it. And if it works out, it's great. But it could also end in divorce. It doesn't have to be. It's not an inherent relationship. And therefore, that relationship... But it could also sever. This is the Sefer Beis Yaakov, the grandson of the Ishbitzer. We know that Rav Tzaddik was a Talmud of the Ishbitzer. The whole world of Ishbitz is all about this. The Beis Yaakov says, There's a relationship that you have which is a kinyan, which can be acquired. It's based on what you do. This relationship is completely in your hands. If you work on it, it could be great. You could become a big tzaddik. This is called a wife. Just like a wife is something you have to work on. It's not inherent. It's not handed to you. You have to acquire it. Now this relationship is it's great. Because you built it on your own. Everyone appreciates something that you built. It's a relationship that you have with Hashem that's yours. No one else has that same relationship because no one else has done the exact same things you've done. That's a relationship that's very, very close to you. It's something that you've earned, but it's something you could lose. 
but says the Ishbitz's grandson in Beis Yaakov. This also could be lost. By definition, when you go into the store to buy something, you got questions. All Shilas and Amuna come from this relationship. All questions of faith, all doubts of whether this is going to work. It's all a relationship of a husband and wife. It's like a date. You see, you're thinking on the date. I don't know. And there's that creeps into you, and that's that feeling that you have as a Jew of is Hashem there? Am I, do I care enough? That's all coming from this relationship. This relationship is called a husband and wife. Now again, if you work hard on it, it could be the best relationship you've ever had. But you could lose it all. If the evil wins. Rav Tzadik Mevar, Rav Tzadik explains, again, just to run through this, Rav Tzadik Mevar, Lanu, she isoid ois tefillin, the concept of tefillin, hainu edus al dveikus bayizbar achide ma'isav. Tefillin is the mitzvah that symbolizes this relationship. If you had to pinpoint one mitzvah that is the, that brings out this relationship physically, it's tefillin. Tefillin, that's what a man, when he puts on tefillin, that's what he should be thinking of. I am building this relationship. My hands and my thoughts are for you. I will do whatever I can for you. And by that, I'm going to build this relationship up. That's what the mitzvah of tefillin does. Shumayit alatzmai. Tefillin is like an evid that I, I'm acquired. I have an owner. I have that wife. It's, it's the wedding ring. It's a Jewish man's wedding ring. That's what it is. Whatever Hashem says, that's what I'm going to do. And God forbid I don't want to go against Him because I don't want to lose this relationship. That's tefillin. Tzaddik says, that's why it says in the Megillah, Vikar is tefillin. Vikar means it's precious. It's not found everywhere. It's not a relationship. You just Not every Jew has this easily. It's vikar. It's, it's precious. This relationship of you with Hashem that's being built up in a proper way, it's precious. Not everyone, uh, not everyone does it. Practically, unfortunately, there are about 80% of, 90% of Jews are not uh, working on this relationship. And that's why it's vikar. It's, it's precious. It's not something that you just, not every Jew has it, Pasha. It's vikar. Besides, for not every, no goyim have it, but not every Jew has it. Vikar. Perfecting this relationship in a way of having a husband and wife in a healthy way. And he says, It's not found all the time. Oh. He says also, this is why, so we'll run through this. This is Yossi using these concepts to, you know. Because tefillin symbolizes this relationship of hishtadlis, of working. It's something you have to work on. You can't sit back. Tefillin is all about effort, and it's about making this relationship better and not letting it all fall on the wayside. The relationship that you have with Hashem with tefillin takes work and takes effort. He says, That's where Tzadik writes in the Sefer Dover Tzadik. Why don't we wear tefillin at night? Why don't we wear tefillin on Shabbos and Yom Tov? There's different shot. But what's the deep shot? The deep shot is, is because night is not a time to work. Night is a time to sleep. The whole Indian of tefillin, it's a relationship that takes work, it takes effort, it takes toil. It's a daytime mitzvah. It's not a nighttime mitzvah. It's not a Shabbos dikkah mitzvah. Shabbos, we rest. 
Ikar hachilik bin yoim velayla, the difference between day and night, who shezmanish al yoim or zman shalpul. During the day is a time of effort, it's a time of work. Night is a time to rest. Tefillin, is, tefillin doesn't work during a time of rest. Tefillin is all about that. You can't rest on the relationship that you have Hashem that's symbolized by Tefillin. You gotta work, you gotta work. It's not a nighttime mitzvah. It doesn't make sense at nighttime. It's not a, that's not what night's about. Night's about sleeping, night's about resting. Shabbos is about resting. Shabbos and Tefillin don't, uh, they don't really go, go together. He says like this. If you look in the bottom part in the next paragraph, Omnam, Hayul. Now let's pick it back. We said the worst Jew is a Jew who doesn't wear tefillin. It doesn't literally mean doesn't wear tefillin. It means the worst a Jew can get is to lose this relationship. If a Jew who doesn't wear tefillin, it means the worst a Jew can get is he can lose this relationship. Because this relationship is all about your effort and your desire and your actions. As we've said, you could lose this relationship. And that's why the Gemara says, you want to know the lowest that you can get? He doesn't wait for him. You could lose this relationship. That's the Gemara's way of saying, you will lose this relationship. But here's the aside. Rav Tzavik says it doesn't just mean you don't wear tefillin. That might be what it means halachically, but the depth of that aside of a Poyshe Yisrael Begufon is a Jew who doesn't wear tefillin. It means that relationship that is symbolized by tefillin can be lost. And that's the farthest a Jew, a Jew can go. Elohu sug kloli, l'chol ba Yisrael, ha-poyrik me'olav ol malchus shemayim, b'oichabira. The Ritzalik is saying, the Gemara is telling us that the worst a Jew can fall, if you live mamish, God forbid, k'neged Hashem, is you'll lose this relationship called tefillin. Omnom, in the next paragraph. But now here's the aside. See, I mentioned that I wanted to talk these next little bits about Ahavas Yisrael and, and deepening the understanding of another Jew. Most people, the reason why they have a chsarin in Ahavas Yisrael is because they're just looking at tefillin. If you're just looking from the perspective of tefillin, then a Jew who doesn't wear tefillin, what, what, what's, what's the difference between him and God? There's no difference. Like Rabbi Chavetz Chaim famously wrote in his Sefer Nidcha Yisrael, in Machane Yisrael, he said the same thing, that he said, a Jew is like a soldier. Or a doctor. He says both. What is it if a doctor doesn't do medicine? Is he a doctor? If a soldier doesn't go out to war and he doesn't do anything soldiery, so what, what is he? You gotta work. You gotta do papoyal. Papoyal. Chavetz Chaim said you gotta do papoyal. From the relationship of tefillin, if there's a Jew who doesn't live in the way of tefillin, then what's the difference between him and guy? But we know there's a difference. And you're seeing now an astounding level of the covet of Klal Yisrael coming out through Jewish people. Right? And where is that coming from? It's not coming from Tefillin, because they don't wear Tefillin. Right? And you have these Jews who mamish live not in a way of Torah Mitzvahs. I'm not just talking about the soldiers. There's a lot of them. Whatever they can. All of a sudden now, Moiser Nefesh for Klal Yisrael. So how does that work? So I was out What does that mean? The answer is there's something more than tefillin. Oh. Reb Tzadik Mevar, Reb Tzadik says, and this is the most the most important yisod. Sheish oid sug kedusha. There's another relationship that we have with Hashem, and this relationship over the next few weeks will will go into depth and to understand in a deep way what part of the neshama it's coming from. There's another relationship that every Jew has, merely by being a Jew. 
Sheyesh ben Yisrael And what is that relationship? Says Rav Tzadik, Ois bris. That's the bris mila. Again, it doesn't mean literally the bris mila. Women have this as well. But the, mitz- the mitzvah of bris mila is symbolizing a different relationship. You see, every mitzvah, when is a boy obligated in any mitzvah? A boy is obligated at 13 because they're old enough to understand and to choose. You see, from the world of tefillin, which is that relationship that you're building and trying not to lose, you have to be mature enough to choose it, right? No one, you can't choose a wife if you don't understand what you're doing. But there's one mitzvah that we have below the age of 13, and not just below the age of 13, at the day of 8. Now, we'll talk maybe next time about api panemius, why 8? But api halacha, day 8, is the day that the baby is healthy enough, it's the first day the baby is healthy enough to handle a bris mila, which means that we, like, basically we're watching the baby, and the Torah says the second the baby is healthy enough to go through the operation, seal it in his body that he's different. So how could it be that that symbol is based on the relationship of hishtadlus? The baby doesn't know what to work on. The answer is, it's not coming from the place of tefillin. The ois bris mila is coming from a much deeper place. Says of tzaddik, ois bris, the mitzvah of bris mila hu beterem yeda hanar. It's before the child is old enough. Mo'yes bara'u boicher betoiv. It's before the child is old enough to choose to avoid evil and to choose to do mitzvahs. It's before the child is old enough to work on that relationship of tefillin. But the mitzvah, the bris milah, is coming from a place, it's coming from a relationship of yahadus, that comes from the way you are, how you're born. Without any effort. And from this relationship, interestingly enough, it doesn't matter what you do. You can't build it up and you can't break it. And he says, right, The Gemara says, we'll talk on this, he'll repeat this later on, the Gemara says, what's an example of a Jew who sins? Someone who doesn't want to film. What's an example of a guy who sins? Bris mila. And a Jew can't be poigim be bris? Why can't a Jew do an avera with the bris mila? The answer is, the Gemara is trying to explain how far a person could go. A Jew, the furthest you can go is you could lose that relationship of tefillin. But a Jew cannot lose the relationship that's symbolized by brismil. A guy doesn't have it. Therefore, a guy can be poigim in that place called brismila, but a Jew cannot. It's impossible. And therefore, the lowest a Jew goes is not poigim be bris. It's kakaf to deloy monach tefillin. Says her tzaddik, that relationship that you have called brismila is not within your hands. You know, we're going to talk later on who is the tzaddik who symbolizes bris milah? You could already think who's the first one who had a bris milah at eight days. Yitzchak Avinu. The Gemara says, Mashiach will come based on this. Mashiach is not going to come based on the relationship of tefillin. It's a relationship of tefillin. It's not shaykh. It's too hard. To have all of Klal Yisrael become tzaddik in the world of tefillin, it's, it's too difficult. The Gemara says, the Gemara in Shabbos, that there's one tzaddik who's going to help bring Mashiach, and that's Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak Avinu would be the last person you'd think that would bring Mashiach because Yitzchak is not about Chesed. Right? The Gemara says, it's one of my, it's my favorite Gemara. The Gemara says, Avle Yadanu, Yisrael Ayakirenu, Ata Shimchala Oilamvat. So the Gemara says, what does it mean? The Gemara says an astounding thing. The Gemara says that Hakadishmarhu goes to Avram Avinu and he says, Banecha Chato, your children sin. So you know what Avram Avinu says? Yimachu Akidishamecha. So get rid of them. Uh, Yaakov, the same thing. 
goes to Yitzchak, and Yitzchak starts fighting. Yitzchak says, the Bonecho, Voloi Banai, Beni Bechari Yisrael, and he fights Vaita, and he fights Vaita, and he fights Vaita. And the Gemara says, Hashem says, fine, in Yitzchos, I'll bring Mashiach. What's a pshat that Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu is, is saying, get rid of him. Avram's chesed. The answer is, Avram Avinu's relationship with Hashem was based on tefillin. That's what he lived his life. He personified his life based on tefillin. But that relationship, uh, it's very difficult. Yitzchak Avinu is brismila. Yitzchak Avinu is brismila. The relationship of brismila is inherent kedusha. Doesn't matter what you've done; it's irrelevant. You can't lose that relationship. And for that, therefore, Yitzchak Avinu, although he's din, but al din, he's able to fight and he's able to be poil to bring Mashiach, because his point, Akedish Baruch Hu, is what does it matter? So they've all lost their relationship with tefillin, but there's something more. And by the way, that doesn't mean that mitzvahs don't do anything. Mitzvahs, from the perspective of brismila, don't create something. They reveal what's already there. You see, the more a Jew lives his way according to Torah and mitzvahs, the more you're revealing the inherent kedusha you have. It's not that the relationship of brismila doesn't care about Torah and mitzvahs. It's that Torah and mitzvahs are not doing the same thing from the dimension of tefillin to the dimension of brismila. The dimension of tefillin requires Torah and mitzvahs to create something, and without that there is nothing. The relationship of brismila means there's an inherent kedusha that Jew already has, and therefore when he puts on tefillin, and he puts on tzitzis, and he says shema, what he's doing is he's not creating something, he's revealing what's already there. Those mitzvahs are expressions of what is already in that foundation. So he says like this, by the way, that's also why there's such a big Indian and a bris, that you daven when the baby's crying. Why? Because the baby's cries is this relationship screaming, this relationship of brismila coming out, and therefore there's a tremendous amount of schusim that could be nifal, that could be accomplished during that cry, because during that cry, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm no longer looking at you with that difficult lens of tefillin, I'm looking at you at that relationship called brismila. So he says further, right, this, I mentioned this once at a chassidashir, that when you have these two rabbonim, I mentioned there was Rabbi Weinberger and a rab from Baltimore, I don't remember, he didn't mention the name, Sometimes you'll have Rabbanim that are very fiery and they're kanoyim and they're screaming Shabbos, Shabbos and if a Jew's Mechal Shabbos they'll yell, yeah? which is not good but it doesn't accomplish anything and if you ask them, what are you talking about? They'll show you Maimer Chazal that says that if you're Mechal Shabbos and you're going to Gehenim pop, 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 pop. I, there's a Gemara that says that even if a Jew sins, he's a Jew so how do you reconcile these two things? So you'll have Rabbanim that'll live with one dimension and they're screaming that their whole life. And then there are other Rabbanim that scream from the other way. And they're not seeing eye to eye. And the answer is, Elu ve'elu, Diver the Kim Chaim. They're both right. They're both right. One is the relationship called Tefillin. And from the dimension of Tefillin, Shabbos, Shabbos. But there's something much deeper. While they're both right, the truth is the Ois Bris Mila is, is a stronger relationship. He says like this, Bir Dvaravu. Yossi says, that which we've explained till now. That this relationship that you have with Hashem, which is based on your actions. And you could build this relationship. And if God forbid you choose to follow evil, you could lose this relationship. Even though all of this is true. It's 100% Emes 
This is the external relationship we have with Hashem. But every Jew in its depth, and as we'll explain next time, it's coming from a deeper part of the Neshama. The other relationship of Tefillin is coming from a certain part of the Neshama that's the external part. That depth of the Jewish soul. It has a relationship that, with Hashem that is not based on your actions. And even from the perspective of a bris milah, even if, God forbid, you would live your life you cannot touch that relationship. That relationship is still 100% intact. So when people say that through Averis you could sever, you cannot sever it entirely. It's impossible. You could sever the relationship of Tefillin. You cannot sever the relationship of Rismu. Look at the Beis Yaakov. We quoted before Rav Yaakov, uh, this is the Balat Chelis, the grandson of the Ishbitzer. See, he said that the first relationship of tefillin is called a husband and wife, which can be built, but could be broken. So he says, so what's the Lashen in Tanakh to symbolize this relationship of inherent love that is untouchable, cannot be built, cannot be lowered? From this perspective, interestingly enough, there's no difference between you and Rav Chaim Kenievsky, right? The same way a parent would say, I love my children equally. And yes, when a child is difficult, it makes it more difficult on your life, but your love for him is no different. And the same way you'd be Moise Nefesh for all of your children equally, so too this relationship that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has with all of us called Brismila, it's the same. You could have a Chiloini, and you could have a Chai Knievsky, and it's identical. Mamish identical from this perspective. And he says, look at the Beis Yaakov, Yesh Oy Kedusha Atzmas. There's a Kedusha Atzmas, not a Kedusha Kinyanis, not a relationship that is purchased, a inherent Kedusha. Ma'ashuhu b'tayloda. Nikva b'lev kol Yisro. That is engraved in the heart of every Jew. Gam shaloy midas. Without thought, payeles boi lebal yifran midveikos ebar yizbarach. V'yinikris b'shem achos. This is a relationship that some Svarim describe as a parent-child or a brother-sister, achosi. The Beis Yaakov has an amazing thing. He explains in this piece, Yossi didn't quote the whole piece, but the piece, Beis Yaakov is dealing with a, a weird part, a weird parsha in the Torah, that Avram and Yitzchak constantly, when they go to Mitzrayim, are constantly telling Sarah and uh, Rivka, tell everyone we're sisters. Again, the Pashib shot of the Pasuk is because it was dangerous to say husband and wife. But it's like, how many times does this not have to work before Avram and Yitzchak have to realize this is not a good idea? Doesn't work once, it doesn't work twice, doesn't work three times. So it says, says the Mishyakim, Avram Avinu lived his life based on husband and wife. The problem is, when you leave Eretz Yisrael and you go into Gaulus, and times get difficult, it's very hard to live by that. That, that level of tefillin, that level of husband and wife is hard. And Avram Avinu wasn't talking to Sarah necessarily, he was davening to Hashem, I'm going into Gaulus, can I, for a short period of time, let's be brother and sister. For a short period of time, I'd like to tap into that relationship that's untouchable to make my life a little easier. That's the depth of it. And there's a mitzvah that symbolizes that dveikus and that called the brismila. 
which is chokuk, which is sealed on his body. It's the part of the body that creates offspring, that creates doiris. Because that's the point. The, 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 the Messiah of Kalal Yisrael is this. Not every child will, uh, will excel in the world of Tefillin. But every child will be perfect in the world of Brismila. Every child. doesn't matter what they've done. Every child. And what's, as we're going to see, it's not like a regular piece where it ends. It's a safer. It's like 300 pages. <laughs> so I just have to, time, I have to pick a time when I want to stop. As we'll see next time, there, what happens in these tkufas, yeah, and you get all these WhatsApp videos, the good videos, so you shouldn't see the bad videos, the good videos that everyone's seeing, that everyone's sharing. When you see a Jew who, who hasn't lived in the way of Tyre Mitzvah, but, you know, you know, and they're singing, uh, you know, Yisrael, Lola Fached, you know, whatever, all these things, and, you know, Ivdu Es Hashem Besimcha. Why does it, like, why, why does it, like, make you smile? Because what you're seeing is the relationship of Brismila coming out. You're seeing that inherent Kedusha that every Jew has coming out. And generally, as we'll see, it's not a coincidence, it generally comes out in the times of Mesiris Nefesh. It generally comes out when the going gets tough. Because usually, as we'll see later, there are times where the body is in danger and the Neshama is in danger where uh, survival mode kicks in. And while generally the relationship of Brismila, people hide, and the Jews that don't live in the way of Tyramitsis generally hide that relationship, and Herod Kedusha is hidden, right? It's hidden when you're eating pork, right? It's not coming out, because if it was coming out, you wouldn't do that. It's hidden when you're seeing things you shouldn't see. But when it's a facing extinction, all of a sudden that part of the Nishama says, Enough, I am taking over. And that part of the neshama erupts. And that's sort of what happens. You have to understand, once you, and we'll talk more about this, this is the depth of a Havas Yisrael. You see, if you, if you love a Jew based on tefillin, then, then you know, you'll, you'll love tzaddikim. Everyone can love tzaddikim. It's not a big deal to love tzaddikim. What is it about, like, the Oyev Yisrael, the Oyev Yisrael, those Jews that love Jews, right? those Rabbanim that love Jews, that they're able to like, you know, look at a Jew who's never worn tefillin, never worn tzitzis, never worn yarmulke, and like, see something there. So people say, oh, they see the potential. It's not that. It's not that they see the potential. And Lu Yitzhar, he never puts on a yarmulke. So there's no potential there. It's not that they see the potential. You understand? It's deeper than that. They're seeing the ice bris mila, That inherent kedusha that is stronger than the relationship of tefillin, which every Jew has. So he says like this. Maybe skip a little bit. Skip a little bit. Okay. You know, actually, let's run through it. I'll run through a few minutes. Bir Amisha bin Adarim now. Is a mission in Adarim. Anyone who's done Dafyaimi, remember these type of Mishnahis. The Mishnah says that if you make a nether, that you're not going to benefit from anyone that has a brismila. Any Jew that, any person that has a brismila, not a Jew, any person that has a brismila. I will not benefit from the halacha is you're not allowed to benefit from any Jew even if they don't have a bris meal. and you're allowed to benefit from a guy even they have a bris meal. so you see from this Gemara 
that a brismila is not defined on that procedure. A guy can have the procedure, he doesn't have a brismila. A Jew cannot have that procedure, he has a brismila. So what is it? The brismila is that inherent kedusha, that kedusha atzmas. Which, by the way, eight days old. Yeah, that's the key. Eight days old. Yishmol had it at thirteen. Yishmol does not understand, and it enrages them. Yishmol inherently jealous the world is jealous of that relationship that we have with HaKadosh Baruch and they could try whatever they want you cannot extinguish that flame they could try whatever they want the other flame is uh, but the bris mila cannot be extinguished they, they don't understand it it's not something they could be masig they can't be masig in Herod Kedusha they have a bris mila at 13 they could choose to be good more often than not they choose to be bad but they don't understand that inherent Kedusha of a Jew so I'll just end with this. A couple lines later, before the Mila he connected Binas Alev. Iker Tachlis Kola Torah Umitzis Bekumba Asei Beshaval Tasa. The entire objective of Torah Mitzvahs, of a Jew, of performing Mitzvahs and avoiding Averis, Nishtanet Legamri, is completely altered. Imhumabit Alehem Mitzad Ois Tfilin, Oimitzad Ois Shamil. It's completely different based on what glasses you put on. Do you put on the Mitzvah of Mila glasses or the Mitzvah of Tefillin glasses. Mitzad Oishel Tefillin, from the perspective of that relationship of husband and wife, that relationship of Tefillin. Iker Tachlis Kola Tayru Mitzvah Huladabek as Yehudi Makadish Baruch. The Tachlis of Tayru Mitzvah from that relationship of Tefillin is to create something. That's the purpose. When every time you do a Mitzvah, you're thinking, I am trying to create something that's not there. Which, by the way, is hard, very hard to do. It's very hard to create a foundation. I'm trying to make myself holy. That's all from the dimension of tefillin. But from the relationship of brismila, the purpose of tarimitzis is not to create anything new. It's to reveal externally what is already there. It's to reveal what is already found within every Jew. It's to reveal you're already holy. That's the difference. It's not to make yourself holy. It's to reveal you are already holy. I'll end with this. Rev Kluger, I mentioned this, the first line I ever saw from him. It's from the Sefer Divri Chamenachas. The first line in Sefer Divri Chamenachas, he says, there's nothing more impressive that you'll accomplish in your life than simply being a Jew. What that means is, every mitzvah you could do, it's all very nice. But it cannot create that relationship called Brismil, that inherent Kedusha that every Jew has. All the misses that you're doing is just trying to reveal what you already are, which is inherently holy. Kodosh mi Next time we'll talk about where this comes from, what part of the Nisham this is coming from, how does it manifest itself in, in our daily lives. V'chule v'chule. But again, this helps for Ahavis Yisrael, because that's the key. The key of all this is Ahavis Yisrael. It's what Hashem wants from us, is to have a Yisrael. If you love fellow Jews, then Mashiach comes, and that ends all this chaos. The only thing that will actually give meaning to all of this is Mashiach. So to work on to work on Ahavis Yisrael in a deeper way is to understand what a Jew is. Not to try to look for, in the perspective of Tefillin with a magnifying glass, oh, they do this, they do this, they do this, they say Tefillin to death. It's not about that. It's to reveal what is already there that every Jew has. I will stop here. Pick it up.